It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Too much salt can drive up blood pressure and increase risk for stroke and heart disease, two leading causes of death in the U.S. Most Americans eat more than double the amount of salt recommended by experts. It can come from places other than the salt shaker, in canned goods like soup and packaged foods like frozen dinners. It's also hiding in breads and cereals. Read food labels, enjoy more fresh fruits and vegetables, and look for low-sodium alternatives. For more information, visit www.cdc.gov. A message from CDC. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the second half of Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter.com slash Joy Keys, and you can become a fan on Facebook. Just look up Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. Also, I'm on Instagram now, so tag me in a picture. You might win a prize. I give away lots of goodies. Um, thank you so much for supporting the show. Past 860,000 downloads of the show. Wow. Could not have done that without your support. I really hope you have enjoyed them and shared them with friends and family. Now, before we get the show started, I want to tell you about something that's happening for Black History Month. In the past, you've celebrated black history, and you've been inspired by it. Now it's time to help make it with AT&T 28 Days and the Making History Happen Challenge. Go to AT&T.com slash 28 days to check it out and join the movement. They've got three teams of people who want to leave their own footprint on history. And throughout February, those three teams will compete in a series of challenges. On the website, you can meet the teams involved, show your support for them, and watch videos of them taking part in the challenge. Well, one of the team coaches is MC Light, and, you know, I just love her style. She's just really down to earth, and she talks about being an activist at the age of 12. But what's really uh, interesting is for me is as an artist, the arts really helped save my life, really was my angel in my life, uh, entertainment, uh, not just for entertainment to have fun and laugh, but really helped me focus, gave me discipline, a lot of people don't realize how much energy and effort it takes to be a good artist, whether you're a visual artist or a dancer or a singer, whatever type of artist. If you are a trained artist, you are disciplined, and it helps you in other areas of your life. And you can make a mark and you can make impact on history, not just black history. So I would encourage you to go join the movement, get involved in the AT&T 28 Days Making History Happen Challenge at att.com slash 28 days. Well, right now I'm going to speak to an artist. Uh, she is the Independent Spirit nominee, a Spirit Award nominee for Best Supporting Actress. Her name is Yolanda Ross. I think this is her. Good Yolanda. Morning, Hi. Hi. <laughs> She's all quiet and soft-spoken. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me tell you. She has some chops, okay? Don't let the voice fool you, okay? Let me just tell you that. <laughs> so you're, you're all in the West Coast, right? Um, no, you know what? I just got back to the East Coast. 
Oh, okay, good. I, I was going to say you were up really, really early, but you're about the same time as I am, so that's great. That's well, where great. are you so, at? I'm in Philly. I'm on the East Coast. Okay, okay, yeah, same time. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Um, now, you won this uh, nomination for Gopher Sisters. Talk to me about Gopher Sisters. What's this about and what's your role in the film? Um, Gopher Sisters is about two friends that were super tight in school and uh, went their separate ways, you know, once they graduated. And uh, my character, Fontaine, uh, went the route of too much partying, got into trouble, and was in and out of uh, prison. And uh, Bernice, which is played by um, Lisa Gay Hamilton, which was my best friend in the movie, she went into law enforcement. So we meet up after like 20 years, and she is now my new parole officer. So from there, we rekindle our friendship. We, um, I help her to uh, find her son who is now missing and in trouble. And, uh, you know, we just go on a journey together throughout the rest of the film. You guys have a lot of wonderful supporting characters uh, in the film. Isaiah mm-hmm. Washington's in it, Harold Pirino. Oh, my God, what is up with the outfit he was wearing? I, I was like, oh, my God, Harold, no, you're not coming in this diner. <laughs> he was, <just> actually, <laughs> he was, he was hilarious. He yeah. was hilarious, okay? <laughs> he was so funny. And, um, I mean, it was that one thing with the film, the way John set it up, it was a lot of fun because, Lisa Gay and I are the main characters, and then Edward J. almost comes into it. But every day, you know, we were meeting new characters, you know, in the way that the film is set up. And um, Harold, got to, I got to work with him a couple of days. He is so funny and so loose, you know. It just, it, characters just come out of him. So he was a lot of fun to work with. Now, how was it working with um, Edward James Almond? I mean, he's been in the industry for a long, long time, and he was just real metal, real smooth, a kind of an undercover uh, little things would pop out. You know, you didn't know how smooth he was, and, and one of the terms they call him is the Terminator. Um, mm-hmm. But how was it just working with him? Um, did you learn anything, or were you able to, like, feed off of him, his energy? What, what was the experience like? Um, I would, well, for me personally, the... Uh, the experience was kind of what it looked like in the movie. I mean, he okay. is in control, you know. Uh, he's a right, pro, right. and it was fun to just sort of, you know, Lisa Gay and I sort of took the back seat at times, and it went back and forth. It, it was just a lot of fun working with somebody and watching somebody that has done so much in so many, you know, different areas and just watching with ease do things. You know, um, right. because, you know, we're still in character, but he, uh, I don't know, he, he was fun to work with. He was fun to work with. And we all well, have we different just mentioned, styles, so at the, right. I don't think it was a matter of taking anything from him, but really watching him and just kind of enjoying his performance. Now, you know, I don't know, do you have children? Do you mind me asking if you have children? Mm-mm. No. So, you know, as a mom, I was watching Lisa Gay, and I was like, Wow. She just really wrapped your character up in a whole bunch of mess, got you traveling all over the world to, to look for her child. Um, I was like, okay, the, what is going on here? But um, as a mom, She's though, a mom, just, right? Uh, She's a mom. You got to do what you got to do, you know? And I remember, yeah. like, 
if somebody hurt my child, like the anger, because nothing happened, but just the thought of it, it just brings up this kind of like anger, boiling anger inside of you that like <laughs> that if somebody trips that wire, you know, like a trip wire, they better watch out. You know what I mean? Like don't mess with my kid, you know. Um, yeah, I, thought, I, 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 I completely I definitely... understand that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, well, no I, also... I don't have children, but I have a nephew, and uh, I can see how crazy I am when I'm watching him and taking care of him because, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's it's like I'm carrying all kinds of weapons at, you know, at a time because I'm like, if anybody tries anything, i, I got to stop it. You know, you just get paranoid. Right. You know, yeah. you're taking yeah, care of a weird. little life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think a mother would do whatever she needed to do to get her kid back. Yeah, that's what she does. Now, I want to mention you were in some other movies, Yelling to the Sky, I saw that, and wow, I was that movie, yeah. I, that had me, like, I had to take a little bit to digest that movie, just come away yeah. from it. was just so many things going on. I mean, Go For Sisters is great, but it's kind of directed. It's about the one, you know, story about her trying to get her son type of thing, and there's some other little things going on in there as well. Um, but yelling to the sky was like, damn. So many things hitting really? you at the same time. Yeah, you know, mom, dad, kid, education, this drugs, da da da. You know, what type of characters do you like playing? Because you also play some, <laughs> you know, high class, you know, very sexy, you know, I would say sculpted, if, if that's the correct word, women. And then you play these like grassroots, you know, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, you know. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I, I like complex. I like real people. Um, mm-hmm. I can't say I've really gotten to play that many highbrow characters. Uh, I think the only one I really got to play was in um, Phil Spector. And, you know, that was a nice change because it, it was one of the first times I got to wear nice wardrobe. <laughs> you know, <laughs> usually I'm like regular people, so it's just kind of regular gear. Um, yeah. But uh, I do like average people that are dealing with um, just dealing with things externally and internally because I think it makes uh, it, it makes a character interesting to watch. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be you know big broad things happening in the script, but if there's stuff going on with the characters, I, I find that interesting. So as long as they have you know some sort of you know, they're fully realized in in the writing or there's stuff that you can bring to it that I find interesting. Yeah, your character definitely go for sister. She has a lot of nuances, and you just learn little, little trickle uh, at a time about her. And it just, uh, I think it's a really full character. At first, like, it seems plain. She seems plain. Okay, she's mm-hmm. on drugs. Okay, she fell off the wagon. Okay, whatever, you know. But then as it goes, you learn these different things about her, you know. And I think as as humans, many people are multifaceted. We just don't know. You know, we just don't know until we sit and talk with them or interact with well, them. Well, you, you know, know what? what? That, that is what I, I find interesting because, you know, I don't want to – it gets messy when, when you, you know, you start talking – online or talking in interviews, how to say it, how to word it, but it's like I do like to play characters that you do see one way and then they are allowed to unfold because I think, you know, we all stereotype people. And right. to 
play a stereotype is just to have a one-note character, but then to play somebody that looks like they would be a stereotype, like you said, somebody that just got out of jail, she did this, she did that, but then let that character unfold, and then you actually see a person. So mm-hmm. that's the difference to me in, in playing a stereotype and in playing a character, a human being. So I do like playing those kinds of characters because I find it interesting to see how they do unfold, see all the parts of them, you know, that you wouldn't normally see if you just looked at somebody on the street and said, oh, she's that, you know? Right, right. Now, you also have a background in theater. Which one do you prefer more, theater or film, or <laughs> are there pros and cons? <laughs> you laugh, you laugh. You know, you yeah, because... <laughs> It's so bad when people ask me, oh, did you see this? Did you see that? And so I, it's like I, I don't see hardly anything. Um, and uh, I, I feel for me personally, I enjoy film. I like, mm-hmm. you know, being away from everybody and working on something, you know, with okay. a group of people and then seeing how all the parts get put together. I, I like that whole, you know, aspect of, of making film and seeing things visually. Mm-hmm. In, in that kind of way. Uh, theater is a whole different thing that I like also. It's, it's, it's amazing being on a stage and the quiet of the audience and knowing that they are, you know, being held on every word that you're saying and taking those moments to just, you know, feel their presence, their quiet presence. I think it's, it's an amazing energy when you're on a stage. Uh, I do prefer film, though, because I kind of like to hide out and just work and then <laughs> come out and look at the finished <laughs> thing like a year later. Now, you are, um, you were just, I think, in the West Coast uh, viewing uh, Afronauts. Um, uh, Afronauts was Sundance? dressed up at Sundance. Yeah, it premiered yeah. at Sundance. Talk and, to me about um, Afronauts. What's, what's going on in that movie? Uh, Afronauts is a beautiful short uh, by Francis Padoma. And um, I got to play Auntie Sunday in it. Uh, and uh, it, I, I think it's just beautifully shot. And it's an interesting piece that the way she tells a story, I don't mm-hmm. even know how to explain it because she's taking something that is based on real life, you know, real life situation that happened in the late 60s. And... It has a little bit of Twilight Zone feeling to me and a yeah. little bit of, I don't know, it reminds me of something like like theater on the film. Oh, uh, I don't know if you okay. remember any of those. There used to be shows that used to come on um, that were like theater pieces but on TV. And it's in right. black and white, so that enhances it and makes it, it feel more like that. That's why I say Twilight Zone is because it has this feeling to it because of the black and white cinematography. Um, but, I mean, it's about this uh, scientist in the late 60s in Africa who had wanted to get a grant, and I don't know for how much, but it was up in the millions, and he didn't get it. And so he decided he was going to send somebody up to the moon before the U.S. did. So it's about okay. it's about that story. And... Um, you know, it's her. Hers is a little abstract, but it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, well, I just I, I just tweeted to people, people to check about it, it so they can. 
Yeah, I just tweeted the um, people following me the link so they can check it out on, on the website. Yeah, there. they should check it out. Like, follow it because it's it's it just premiered and we're going to Berlin next week. And, uh, that, and then, you know, it will just be more and more festivals because it literally Uh-oh, just wait, starts. you're going to Berlin? Watch out for the people touching your hair. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. I'm not the movie. Wait, is, you put though, that? But, yeah. I know, but, so, but you put, you, oh, the movie is, you're not. But you put on there about on Facebook about people. Okay, I got to preface this. I just did a show earlier for those who are tuning in about the history of black hair, and one of the issues is people who are not black want to touch black hair because they are interested. But as the black person, it is a little awkward when somebody comes up like, "Can I touch?" or don't even ask. They just reach out and try to touch. Yeah, I do have the radar because they get this glassy-eyed look, and then next thing yes. you know, it comes from somewhere, and it's like, yo, wait, you know, because once you smush that, it's smushed. Now i got to go back and pick it back <laughs> up and make it right. So, no, I, I, I don't understand that because I've never had the interest to touch somebody else's hair nor ever had the feeling where I could just put my hands on somebody that I did not know. So I no, I don't understand that. Though I will say, the one person I give a pass to is Denzel Washington because he did it to me, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, he was quick with it too." And then he laughed afterwards. But I was just like, "Oh my wow. God, are you serious?" Denzel could touch my hair. Isaiah Washington could touch my hair too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Isaiah yeah, yeah, he can touch my hair. That's fine. <laughs> no, we were doing Antoine Fisher, and he was, you know. Messing like changing the color. They were changing the color of my hair because it was kind of bright. But um, you know, he they showed my hair to him, <laughs> and then he he just put his hand and he was like, "I just wanted to do that." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I just what laughed. That is so hilarious. Funny. That is hilarious. Let me see. Somebody's online here. Let me see if they had a question. Good morning. You're calling from three four seven area code. Do you have a question? Hello. Okay, you just want to listen. That's fine. Talk to me about some other hair stories. What do you remember as a kid, your mom um, or your aunt, or how, who, who did your hair and where did you get your hair done? Was it in the kitchen, next to the stove, or what was going on when you were a kid? <laughs> well, when I was little, I mean, I, I remember I started getting my hair relaxed. I think it was like five or six, uh, and this woman named Charlotte used to do it. Yeah, you man, got your I hair relaxed at five or six? What? Yeah, because before Dang. that, I was getting it pressed by, like, my grandma, you know, be okay. next to the oven with the, uh-huh. uh, the hot comb and, you know, yep. pig parts on the stove. And it's like hair grease and pig parts together. That's the smell in the house. It's like, oh. But, um, yeah, I used to get my hair pressed. And then there was a friend of my mom's that would, uh, her name was Sylvia. She used to cornrow my hair. Like, you know, you get jet or ebony and I'd want those elaborate kind of cornrows um, right, like right. Cicely Tyson would have sometimes. And uh, mm-hmm. she would do that for for me. And, um, like, I, I really did. I got my hair relaxed until I left home. And, you know, I, I guess it took me a while to do it natural because it's like the thing is, like, I would have my hair relaxed, but I would always curl it so it looks like what it looks like now. Like, mm-hmm. I would put little tiny curls in my hair so it would look like an afro, but it was straightened. And do, um, yeah. it took a while to understand how to work my hair because, you know, it's, it's not easy. 
and and there's so well, many more products you. now. Yeah, nobody well, taught you no, how to you yeah, know work but, your hair for the for the natural part. You know, just just without the perm and stuff. Yeah, natural and taking care of it and. But also, cause it's like because I I don't really just wear my hair out in natural. It's like I I still do stuff to it, a lot of stuff to it every night and then every day. So it's figuring out how to get the look that I want and still keep it natural. Because I was, you know, I, I curl my hair. I used to curl mm-hmm. my hair natural until like the last I don't know year or so, and now I've started okay. using leaving conditioner and then and then curling it at night to make curls okay. instead of um instead of straightening it and curling it. Like straightening it with a yeah. with a curling iron. Just curling right, right. It I know what you mean. My mom so, wouldn't let yeah, me get a relaxer until out of high school. I couldn't get a relaxer really? until I was out of high school. My mom was black power, she had the afro. Um but the <laughs> funny thing is, right? This is the funny thing, right? My mom could not do hair, so I have some jacked-up elementary school photos. I was like, well, see, <laughs> like, what? Are you serious with the crazy brown shirt and the patterns in the 70s? It was bad. No, nah, I, I, I love all that. I love all that. <laughs> you know, patchwork, clothes, everything, friends, give it all to me. I love that. <laughs> I do. And my mom wasn't. I mean, she needed it to be easy to to manage, also, because there were four of us. Well, three at the time, okay. and then four of us. But you know, having it relaxed, you can you can go through it. You can right, right. You can comb it. You can get through it, and you know, get the girl set People up and move easily. Yeah, yeah. So, what's up next for Yolanda Ross? You just did Afro knots, and what's going on next? Can you something you can share or talk to us about? Um, I am shooting. Lila and Eve with Viola Davis and uh, J Lo and Nicole. Wow! White. Awesome. Yeah, no, it's uh, awesome. it's super awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, I hear you smiling. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's like I'm sitting here with my mouth open. Um, yes. Yeah, you know, like because you feel like yeah, I'm gonna work with that person one day, and that's Viola. I never would have thought of my name being in the same movie with J-Lo, which is really mm-hmm. interesting to me. So it's just okay. all, you know, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. I mean, and the script is really good. Um, Charles Stone is directing it, and um, I've known Charles for a while, but this is the first time I've gotten to work with him, and I really like him as a director. Um, mm-hmm. And Viola and her husband, Julius, are um, producing the movie, and they are also stars in it. And uh, they're just, they're amazing people. They're amazing people to work with and to know. So I want to be like them. <laughs> <laughs> you want, now, do you see yourself producing, directing? A lot of actors move from being um, in front of the, yeah. to the back of the... I mean, yeah. I've directed my first short, which is uh, it's actually going to be screening next month, and... Um, Holly Holly Short's film series in L.A. Um, on the 28th, February 28th. Oh, I guess that's this month, huh? Yeah. February yeah, that's 28th. this month. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I do see myself doing that, and I'm already, you know, writing and looking to produce stuff of my own because, you know, the business is so sucky as far as um, – you know, getting work and continued work, you know, especially as a black woman, the uh, 
what's out there for us is is ridiculously small. And then you yeah. have to share that with every other um, minority that's out there because it's, it's a, a minority and white women. Because when we go up for things, it's kind of like a free-for-all, like everybody goes up for it. So right, you, right. your chances of really working regularly are not that, not that big. They're not that, not that good for us. So, um, what do you think about this trend of a lot of um, African slash Black English British actors getting work and playing? It's, not, it's not only getting work, but they're playing, they're playing American historical characters. Yeah, no, I have my thoughts about that. I've had this conversation too with people, and it's uh, it's unfortunate for the American black person that's here that I feel, and this is just my opinion, mm. I feel that we are looked down upon as far as, you know, what we put out there. It's like I feel like because we aren't, we aren't, and uh, who's making the choices of, who works and who doesn't work is is not up to us. Others right. are looked at as more exotic and as more talented. And we've been here doing the work, but the opportunities of what there is to do have been just minor. So right. we haven't had the same chances or the same, not looked at in the same way. Um, I think yeah. it's amazing. But that's crazy. I don't know. For me, well, I, I don't know. I, I feel... No, no, listen, I feel like there are thousands and thousands. I went to theater school. I went to University of Arts. I, I have a theater background. There are thousands and thousands of black female, male actors in America that are mad talented, okay, you being mm-hmm. one. Okay? And, we, and we all know that. Everybody in this business right. knows that. I don't but need to go across the ocean the, to get somebody. No, you don't. But when you look at the whole, you know, the whole spectrum of things, it's like, when you when you ask me about work and producing and directing, as actors, as only actors, you do not have the ability to, you know, do other. It's like you take the jobs you can get, which will be then the street person, the this person, downtrodden person. It's like, you know, the people giving these jobs out are not the ones that are going to make the change. It's like we have to make the change. And unfortunately, that's like putting on a lot of hats that maybe not everybody wants to do, but if they only see us American black actors as these kinds of people, and right. that we can only do these kinds of things, I mean, I know I can do an English accent, so am I going to go get, you know, a part in an English broadcast? You know, I, I don't know. It depends on mm-hmm. if they would hire me. You know, maybe, maybe not. Um, right. That's an interesting not, question. That's an interesting question. Yeah, no, but that's, that's I mean, you know, it's it's that kind of thing. It's like we can have the skills that they have, but would we get those jobs? Would they look at us even for those jobs? And mm-hmm. yeah, more and more they are English or you know, straight African descent people, and it's it's it, it's it's a very interesting topic in the business of entertainment. You know, yeah. it really is. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. We're running out of time today, but I wish you much success. And don't be letting nobody touch your ass, bro. Tell them to keep it. Don't touch my ass, bro, okay? No. I will. But Hands it's off. It's been a pleasure. 
Take hands off. Get a little sign. Hang, hang it on the side, Carl. <laughs> hands off. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a wonderful Saturday, okay? You too. Thanks, Joy. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Just got off the phone with actress Yolanda Ross. You can check her out in Go For Sisters. Also check her out in Afronauts that just filmed at the Sundance Festival recently. Um, She's just a wonderful, multifaceted, multi-talented actress. Um, she may look just, you know, like your regular Jane on the front, but she's got a lot going on on the inside, so check her out. You can follow me at Joy Keys on Twitter. You can become a fan on Facebook. Look up Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. Also, you can check me out on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. And if you just want to send me a comment or question, you can email me, Saturdays with Joy Keys at Hotmail.com. You guys have a wonderful Saturday. Too much salt can drive up blood pressure and increased risk for stroke and heart disease, two leading causes of death in the U.S. Most Americans eat more than double the amount of salt recommended by experts. It can come from places other than the salt shaker, in canned goods like soup and packaged foods like frozen dinners. It's also hiding in breads and cereals. Read food labels, enjoy more fresh fruits and vegetables, and look for low-sodium alternatives. For more information, visit www.cdc.gov. A message from CDC. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.